I'm Amanda Olberg, Managing Editor of Education Next. We invite you to join this week's Education Next podcast, available online Wednesday morning each week at educationnext.org. The Common Core is one of the hottest topics in education reform. These standards, adopted by 43 states and the District of Columbia, outline what students should know and be able to accomplish at each grade level in reading and math. But the debate rages over whether Common Core is having a good effect on our schools or a bad one. Is Common Core helping kids learn or hamstringing our teachers? I'm Amanda Olberg, Managing Editor of Education Next, and joining me today is Paul Peterson, the Journal's Editor-in-Chief who has some new research to add to this discussion. So, Paul, what are the key findings from your latest report? Well, we have been studying the standards that states have established for many years. Actually, our first study was released back in 2005. And over the years, we never found any significant changes in standards until two years ago when we saw a little bump up in the sense that states were tightening their standards. But this year, we found a dramatic increase in the standards that states had set. So after a long period of little or no change, we have seen a dramatic raising of the proficiency standards in many states. And how does this relate to the Common Core? Well, in my opinion, the Common Core is responsible for the raising of these proficiency standards. If we had not had the Common Core, I think we would have just continued down the same track that we had been going. But the uh, Department of Education, U.S. Department of Education, first through Race Through the Top, and then more importantly through the waiver policy, where they said, if you want to have a waiver from NCLB requirements, you need to put into place a set of alternative policies or we won't give you the waiver. And one of the alternative policies that was suggested to the states, it wasn't required, but it was suggested, was the establishment of standards that were comparable to those of the Common Core. And as you mentioned, many states, uh, 45, I think, have, or 43, have agreed to Common Core standards. And we find 45 states raising the uh, proficiency bar. So it sounds like this was a huge year for state standards. Were you expecting to find such dramatic results? No. I, I was, <laughs> I saw this, I, I, my first reaction is, is can it be true? And uh, we better double-check this. And so mm-hmm. the, the team, uh, I worked with uh, Thomas Gift and Samuel Barrows on this, and they did the heavy lifting, as you might expect. And, and you know, are we sure we did it the same way we've done this in the past? <laughs> Our methodology is very simple. We simply look at what is the percentage of students who are proficient on NAEP, the National Assessment of Educational Progress, and what is the percent proficient on state exams. Now, if they're the same, then we say the state has as tough a set of standards as the National Assessment, and those standards are pretty tough. They're internationally benchmarked. Uh, Other countries uh, have uh, standards that are 
no higher than those of names, sometimes even lower than names. So uh, this is, uh, you know, pretty amazing if you can have a standard that's as tough as, as the NAEP standard. Well, a lot of states have raised themselves up to that A level, and in the past we only found four or five states that were there. I think now we have, what is it, 25 uh, yeah, wow. that are at that, uh, at that level. So if a state gets a high grade in your analysis, does that mean that student achievement in the state is high? <laughs> I wish. You know, then we would have the reform that we've been waiting for. The, we would have accomplished everything that Education Next has stood for and campaigned for over the years. But raising standards doesn't necessarily raise achievement. Students have to meet those standards. So you could say this, well, at least we have set a, a, a goal that is a meaningful goal, a challenging goal, and so teachers and administrators know what they need to do in order to accomplish that objective. But, you know, it's one thing to set a standard, it's another thing to meet it. That's two entirely different things. Now, I should make one other point clear, and that is that these are proficiency standards. They don't talk about the nature of the curriculum. And some people uh, have misunderstood our article as saying that now all the states have the same uh, curriculum or something like that. Um, and that's not what we uh, can say at all. We don't look at um, what kind of reading is being assigned or how you are supposed to do your math. All those curricular standards that are being debated out there, and some people love the new ones and others hate the new ones, we're totally agnostic on that, and our findings have nothing to do with that. What we focus in on is when students take the state tests, uh, is the definition of proficiency on those tests the same as it is on the NAEP exam, which is a fairly high uh, bar to pass. Right. Well, that's an important clarification. So do any states in the analysis stand out to you from having a big change in their grade this year? Well, um, Georgia is one that really leaped uh, upward. Uh, I've forgotten exactly how far they jumped, but um, they, um, yeah, they can, they can be very proud of what they have accomplished down there. Of course, they've had a lot of controversies in Atlanta over testing, and so I think they've been very conscious of the need to uh, put into place uh, a rigorous system, and, that, and they seem to have done that. So um, exactly how they did it and why they did it, I haven't done that kind of uh, detailed investigation in, in Georgia or in any other states. But um, that is a state that has made the great leap forward. Do you have any theories about why Massachusetts, after receiving an A every year in the previous studies, went down to a B-plus this year? Yeah, well, I don't know. That's, we qualify that in our article uh, by saying that Massachusetts <clears throat> decided that they would have two tests that they would administer. The old test, which they called um, the MCAS, and the new test, which they call PARC. And our assessment of the standards in Massachusetts are based on the old test. Um, you could fault us for having made that decision. Um, I think the park um, 
uh, standards look like they might have been high, higher that students uh, that had to do better in order to be proficient. Um, and we're waiting for the state to um, uh, come up with a clar clarification as to exactly how the two kinds of tests can be uh, put on the same scale. And, uh, and also, we don't know exactly how many students and what kinds of students took each of the tests. So the Massachusetts results, I don't, we're not, we're not uh, going to stand behind that B plus A. They, they might just as well deserve an A. So, Paul, what do you take away from this report as to the effect that Common Core seems to be having on our schools and the direction that you think we may go in from here? Well, I think the first point is that we should be optimistic that uh, Common Core has uh, encouraged states to raise their standards and to set high expectations for students. Uh, whether the curriculum that's being introduced as a result of the Common Core is actually going to help students uh, reach these standards is something that we need to be uh, paying attention to. And fortunately, we do have the National Assessment of Educational Progress, and we will be able to see the progress as, uh, being made as we go forward. As I'm sure you know, Amanda, the uh, recent trends on the NAEP uh, have been discouraging. They haven't been moving forward at the same pace as they had been uh, a decade ago. Uh, so we shall see whether or not the adoption of uh, higher state standards is going to um, perk things up a bit. So we'll have to stay tuned for the next assessment from your team on this. Well, well thank you, Paul. Thank you, Amanda. And for more, uh, our listeners can find Paul's report online on the Education Next website or in print in our May issue. And uh, be sure to check out the interactive map that accompanies the report online. Um, that shows state by state the rigor of state proficiency standards and changes over time. Thank you for tuning in to Education Next's weekly podcast released every Wednesday morning. For more on education reform, visit us online, educationnext.org.